Welcome to Syracuse University Talks Business, a collaborative podcast about the innovations, challenges, and opportunities in the modern business world and their impact on other industries. This podcast is produced by the Whitman School of Management at Syracuse University. I'm Olivia Conti, and today we talk with Professor Alex McKelvey and Dr. Mirza Tihik about their recently published survey on veteran entrepreneurship. Professor McKelvey is Whitman's Associate Dean for Undergraduate and Master's Education and a Professor of Entrepreneurship. Professor McKelvey co-authored the 2020 National Survey of Military-Affiliated Entrepreneurs and explains what led to the research. Uh, you know, the, the background is from a, an understanding of entrepreneurship. We noticed the very strong importance of military veterans. So, for example, we knew that more, you know, military veterans were more likely to be entrepreneurs than non-military veterans. We also saw a lot of the success of military veterans compared to those who don't have a military background. So, for example, you know, increases in profitability, uh, contributions to payroll, overall kind of financial performance. We, we saw that a lot of these were favorable towards military veterans. But we also knew that some of the challenges that military veterans play, face were, were significant. So transitioning out of the military, being able to, to assume a new identity in, in civilian life, um, building up your social network, being able to find mentors, being able to apply a lot of what you learn in the military to uh, an, a business background or an entrepreneurship background. So we saw kind of this, this combination of factors but we recognized that many of the studies that were being conducted at a national level and also through, through think tanks didn't have a blanket coverage, whether, you know, you know, whether they were excluding um, many entrepreneurs who didn't have employees. So and that's, that's the vast majority of small businesses. They don't have employees. They, maybe they kind of contract out with other people or they remain very small businesses. And we also knew that um, there wasn't sufficient depth to a lot of the, the barriers that, that military veteran entrepreneurs were facing. And so we, in partnership with the Institute for, for Veterans and Military Families at Syracuse University, as well as a lot of other corporate partners and, and leading think tanks, we launched this longitudinal study um, of military veterans um, or military affiliated entrepreneurs in the United States. We call that um, the 2020 National Survey of Military Affiliated Entrepreneurs. Dr. Mirza Tihik is a Whitman postdoctoral researcher and a member of Syracuse University's Institute for Veterans and Military Families Research and Analytics team. As the lead researcher of the survey, Tihik says the responses were very representative of all military branches. And distribution actually is very consistent with number of um, service members in each of those services. So let's say if the Marines making up 11% of the military force, then we had about 11% Marines respond uh, in, 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 in the survey. And we also had, we were also aiming to get um, service connected, meaning when we talk about service connected, actually, actually we're talking about veterans, we're talking about active duty, we talk about National Guard Reserve, and we're also talking about family members such as spouses and dependents. Unfortunately, um, in, in our survey, the majority of our population are veterans. Uh, the number of active duty National Guard and Reserve as well as family members was not significantly high. I mean, we had, it was about maybe 500 of them. 
Of the veteran participants, Professor McKelvey said they were able to identify distinct characteristics that allow veterans to excel in entrepreneurial ventures. Whether it's uh, teamwork, whether it's, it's discipline, whether it's focus, whether it's kind of mental toughness and perseverance, a lot of these things entrepreneurs face. And, um, you know, the, the respondents believe that, that their prior military experience really helped them in these regards when facing entrepreneurial challenges. So, you know, what, what we're seeing from the data and perhaps one explanation for the difference in performance of the businesses run by military veterans is a lot of these skills, a lot of these backgrounds, a lot of these experiences uh, genuinely help. Of those surveyed, 93% said that the skills and attributes that Professor McKelvey mentioned helped them start their business venture. The survey also outlined the five top motivations to entrepreneurship. The first was the ability to make your own decisions. The second was the chance to implement your own ideas. Next, the opportunity to be financially independent. The fourth was to maintain personal freedom. And the fifth was especially unique to veteran entrepreneurs. Helping society and support a community as one of those top five uh, motivations for entrepreneurship. So that's something that you don't, you don't usually see in entrepreneurship research as a top motivation to really serve the community. And that's something that, as Alex mentioned previously, kind of goes back to the military training that, that where they get the, the, the sense of the purpose, serving the, the, the mission, serving the vision. And, and that's exactly what entrepreneurship offers them, kind of this transferring that purpose of serving their own vision, their own mission within the company or the organization. Mirza highlighted um, this servant leadership, this willingness to serve others, I think is relatively unique and one that we can probably attribute to a prior service commitments, right? Military background, those are people who are serving the country, serving the community. And so it's not surprising that they want to continue with this in the, you know, in the post-military zone, uh, most military context. So I think that's, that's another clear takeaway that, um, that's perhaps different than a non-military, non-military population. Have you ever shipped a package? What about purchase a pair of new running shoes? Do you have a relationship with the Whitman School of Management? If you answered yes to any of these questions, chances are you're a consumer of some of the most successful veteran entrepreneurs in the world. Phil Knight of, of Nike is a, you know, military veteran entrepreneur, uh, Fred Smith from FedEx, um, Jack Taylor from Enterprise, and even within the Syracuse University com community, uh, Dan Daniello has military background and he's, you know, he's at the Carlisle Group. And even Mr. Whitman, Martin J. Whitman, was also involved in World War II. And so when we think about the success of of those with military backgrounds in their business pursuits later. Um, there's just so much that we'd like to learn about how we can help the transition to military veterans for, for military veterans and also um, their success as entrepreneurs. And, and I think the impact of those, those, those names are highlighted on the Syracuse University community on the business world are tremendous that we, we can't be more than, we can't be thankful enough for all that they've done to uh, create these outstanding businesses, but also give back to the community. So even those military veterans from a generation ago or two generations ago, uh, we can see the tremendous impact and importance. While these are excellent examples of the success veteran entrepreneurs can have, there are still significant barriers. 
The survey showed that 34% of veteran entrepreneurs get rejected by lenders when applying for financing. Of that 34%, 59% of them did not reapply anywhere else. According to prior research, there is indication that oftentimes they get very fast, people get discouraged uh, when, they, when, they, when they get denied. Uh, oftentimes they're also not really prepared uh, adequately prepared and also a study shows that a lot of them did not feel really prepared for the financing or applying for those finances. So it's like lack of access to maybe training or resources that can address that. Uh, another thing when I was going through the qualitative data, oftentimes they indicated that they are afraid to ask for help. So that could be a potential barrier that we are aiming to look more deeper into the, into the next survey. That, that, that really dovetails nicely in the need to provide resources. And so one of the, you know, one of the main purposes of collecting this data is to be able to help military veteran entrepreneurs to achieve their own goals. And so, you know, the fact that they're denied and then don't reapply, you know, it's a source of frustration. Many entrepreneurs get denied for these, these types of requests for financing, but being able to provide training, information, mentors, just help. And making that so accessible to, to, to these entrepreneurs is really going to help them, you know, have a higher likelihood rate of applying, or in some cases, understand why they shouldn't apply. And so some of the people that are denied, it's because it's really not a good fit with, with what they're doing. It's not as though they've done something wrong, but the type of financing that, that many entrepreneurs ask for really isn't appropriate. And that's where I think education and support and mentoring and, and, and guidance comes in to avoid people from wasting their time and their resources to apply for things that, that they're really realistically not going to get based on you know, the type of business, the age of the business, all kinds of other things that, that credit providers will look for. And that's so education really helps to um, allow them to understand what's the best course of action for them with their limited time. Of course, financing changes when considering the effects of COVID-19. The pandemic took hold in the early stages of this survey distribution. While that was a hurdle, the survey actually got more responses as a result. Four weeks into collecting the data, you know, we, we got into COVID and everything stopped. So we also stopped the data collection and we made sure to include COVID-related questions to really understand what are COVID-specific challenges that our population, the military-connected population is facing. And we were able to get a really good number of them as well. Um, I believe in the, in the first data collection, we had about 800 veterans that took the survey and then more than 15, 1600 uh, during COVID. So we also had a good comparison between before COVID and after COVID. You know, the takeaway there, I think, for the, the impact and the timing of, of this survey is just so important. And a lot of some of the questions we ask are actually how, um, you know, these military veteran entrepreneurs, their background has prepared them to deal with the challenges of COVID. So, we, you know, 65% of the respondents say that, that their military experience and dealing with uncertainty, dealing with change, dealing with crisis, uh, really helped them deal with COVID. But similar to, to most other businesses in their community, a large number, I think, you know, three quarters, 75% or so in, indicate that they lost business during the COVID pandemic. So I think the timing ended up being fortuitous because we could, we could capture in real time some of the adjustments that, um, that entrepreneurs were facing, but also, you know, the self, self-described ability and background of these military veterans and how that could help them adjust. This survey is just part one in what will be an ongoing study.
one of the things that we're hoping to do is 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 go is following up. As I mentioned, you know, this is a longitudinal study, so we're going to continue to work with these entrepreneurs or many of these entrepreneurs to see how these things ebb and flow and wane and wave over time. So in some cases, um, there'll be there'll be data that's relatively static. By that I mean it won't change over time. But a lot of what we'll, we'll capture is the more dynamic aspects of entrepreneurship, where hopefully through education, you know, they'll feel that they've improved their access to capital, or we'll be able to ask questions about things that we didn't capture in our first wave. Um, you know, so overall, the success of their strategies adjusting to COVID, for example, is something we could easily look at. And so we're hoping to be able to continue with this systematic longitudinal and wide scale type of data collection to continue to find these these very strong and very important findings. The 2021 survey will be released this month. Thank you to Professor McKelvey and Dr. Tihik for their time and expertise. This has been Syracuse University Talks Business. I'm Olivia Conti and I'll talk to you soon.